0: Let's get rolling back in the garage after who knows how long. I don't even know how long it's been, honestly. I came out here, did a little mini episode on November 6th. How long ago was that? Let's see. A month and a couple days. Mm-hmm. Gretchen Hood, mm-hmm. what is up?
1: Not much. I'm happy to be here.
0: I'm happy to have you over. We've been talking about this for a little while. And uh, mm-hmm. some of you know her as her maiden name, Gretchen Owens. She is my cousin. those that don't know that people still say to me that's your cousin like are you saying that because she's a celebrity or because sometimes people call me a local celebrity which is ridiculous
1: i get the same thing when i'm like oh yeah you know that radio show and jason that's your cousin (laughs) i'm like yep
0: we grew up on the ranch together we sure did yeah right down the road from each other and Here we are all these years later living in the same town, and you Mm -hmm. are uh, teaching at Grants Pass High School, and what is your uh, official title over there at GP?
1: (laughs) I'm a special education teacher in the resource room.
0: How did that come about?
1: Why did I decide to be a SPED teacher?
0: Yeah, I don't know that I've ever talked to you about that
1: before. Oh, okay. Um... You're getting real deep right off the bat.
0: I mean, we can back up and go <laughs> no, elsewhere first to come okay. back to this if you want.
1: I'll tell you. Um, I told you I'm an open book, so we've had a
0: we have lots to talk about. We too. got
1: toddies, so we do. You we're brought fine.
0: Some, uh, ten barrel over, which I greatly appreciate. I'm already on my second one because we had a little chat before. Usually, I just try and jump right into it, but you and I were kind of getting up to speed. Yeah, we we're getting we were up just to speed. Talking about things that mm-hmm. you know we may. Touch on a little later, and we may not. We'll just see how that goes. We'll see how these beverages treat us.
1: Well, and I'm not drinking Tim Barrel. Let's just go ahead and put that out there because this girl doesn't drink beer. I'm all about the whiskey,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and that's it. So, um, why I became a special ed teacher? So, uh, I when I decided to go off to college, um, I kind of told myself because I've always been active, played college basketball over four years and um, I said I want to be a physical therapist and then I got into college and <laughs> I like to have a good time and so uh, <laughs> that didn't really I studying I mean I I did great in high school and I kind of got to college and I was like yeah, I worked my butt off but now it's kind of like uh there's a lot more fun things to do than study all the time, I guess. Oh, I don't yeah. know.
0: Which is why I got into radio. Oh, Okay, touche. Well, I made it four terms, and I think <laughs> I I took uh, an English class. I took like newspaper journalism. Mm-hmm. I was in a basketball class, <laughs> and I got dropped out of a math class, and they asked me why I was in Math 95, so I had to go down to 65, <laughs> and even that didn't end well. Oh, my God. So I was like, I'm getting the hell out of here.
1: Oh, yeah. But well so I get to Linfield um, I went to UCC umqua my first year transferred I out about of the, that yeah it was horrible
0: Harvard on the hill
1: uh yeah that was one of the toughest years of my life but, why is that uh I had my entire year paid for between scholarships that I had applied for out of high school and my basketball scholarship and um, I had the worst experience ever playing for that coach. Really? Oh, yeah. God, it was horrible. I had, yeah, there was, there was a lot of stuff. Um, that coach is very, very, very successful. Um, I had a I loved all the girls I played with, but.
0: I actually covered him if it's the same coach I think we're probably talking about. So I'm it's sure. A D? Yeah. Okay. DS. I think he follows me on Twitter.
1: Yeah. <laughs> great. Well,
0: (laughs) he did have some really good teams. Anyway, carry on. Yes, we
1: we had a great year that year. We went to the NWACs. We took third. Um, I played one of the girls I played with. She went to Oregon after that. Uh, My best friend had a full ride to Carroll College in Montana. Um, I mean, we we had some great girls. um, But yeah, without going into too much detail, a lot happened after the season. And I'll just say that coach shouldn't be able to coach girls. Um, that means anything. Mm -hmm. So there was some investigations that went down with the college and I said, you know what? I, I hated basketball at that point. And I had girls reach out to me and thank me for standing up and, and, you know, being a voice for what is not okay for men to say to female players. Um, and so, you know, um, my team stood behind me, which was great. But so I just said, you know what? I think I'm done with basketball. I'm just going to move on. I just, I get me the hell out of UCC. So I actually looked to to go and play softball again um, because I've been a pitcher my entire life and I'm a lefty. And so I went and looked at a couple colleges and then I went to Linfield because they were recruiting me for basketball out of high school. And I went there and I got a really good feel about the campus. I loved it. The coach, um, you know, she was just like, we'd love to have you. And I told my dad, I was like, you know, for the last year, I felt like I forgot how to play the game of basketball every time I'd get on the court. It's like, you know, if I mess up, am I coming right out? You know, just things like that. And I just I lost all confidence in myself, who I was as a player. And so I said, no, I think I have some unfinished business. So I went to Linfield. And the very first scrimmage that we had preseason, I remember afterwards, grandma and grandpa went up even just to that. I mean, we scrimmaged another community college, and it wasn't even an official game. And my mom and dad were there. And um, as soon as we were done, they looked at me, and they're like, you're back. Like, the old Gretchen is back. And I was like, yeah. Like, I, I feel like I know how to play again. I know that my coach has confidence in me. I love this group of girls. Um, and it was awesome. And so I made Linfield my home for the next three years. Um, you know, wanted to pursue physical therapy. Then I kind of got into some of the classes and I was like, oh, I don't really know if this is what I want to do. Plus, I like to not study all the time. And so then I was like, okay. And I looked at a different, I forget what I even looked at after that. Um, but then... So I go through my sophomore year and my sister had had my nephew Hayden, my, my senior year of high school. And the little guy, he, um, just had from birth before she had him, um, you know, she was having contractions and every time she'd have a contraction, he'd go, his blood alcohol level or blood alcohol, (laughs) blood oxygen level would drop way down. And so he wasn't getting there. So. Um, He came out, you know, and as time kind of goes on, he, we saw, okay, he's having difficulties and long story short, he spent probably over half his life in a hospital between sicknesses. Um, He actually had some seizures. um, And what actually happened was he was never diagnosed with a disability. They thought, you know, maybe he had um, cerebral palsy and my mom and my sister went to the ends of the state to every single specialist you can think of, um, doctors trying to figure out, like, what is wrong with this little guy? And so he was never diagnosed. They never figured that out. And then the day that I was leaving Linfield to come home my sophomore year of college, my sister and his dad and and him were headed up to Dornbeckers to get a feeding tube because neurologically what tells what tells you and I to just breathe or to swallow that wasn't hooked up in Hayden. Um, and so he like wasn't gaining weight because he couldn't eat very good Mm -hmm. because he would, he would take a bite of something and he would just choke, you know, it was horrible. And so, um, they took him up there and then it was a roller coaster. I mean, I think it was almost six weeks of, oh my gosh, he's not going to make it, he's in, you know, the ICU, okay, yeah, we're going to be good, we're going to be able to do this surgery and get him his feeding tube, oh gosh, no, we've taken another hike, like, it's horrible, long story short, he finally gets his feeding tube, and we're like, great, we got to bring him home that summer, he gained weight, he was the heaviest he had ever been, which was like 22 pounds at two and a half years old, like, it wasn't very much, and he was a very tall guy, and, um, so then I start my junior year, and uh, it's uh, September 30th, I believe it was. I get a call, and my mom's like, oh, Hayden's sick again. Christina's taking him to the hospital. And she took him to Medford, and they thought, like, he had pneumonia. And so I get a call the next day, and... My sis, my mom was like, uh, they're li- they're flying Hayden up to Dornbecker's, and I said, okay, I'm gonna email my professors. I'll meet Christina at Dornbecker's. I'll just go, cause McMinnville to Portland, that drive was like 45 minutes. I could mm-hmm. make it. So I met her there as soon as they got there, and then we just kind of waited. And they said he didn't have pneumonia, but something was going on. And um, then his dad gets there, and my sister, of course, you know, she's not totally in her right mind. This is horrible, and. So they have a meeting with the doctors and um, my sister and his dad, Stuart, decided, hey, you should come into this with us, you know, because I was kind of just like, if anything, you know, I wasn't the parent. So I wasn't. And now being a parent, I understand, like, when something you think something's going on with your kid, like your mind goes you're not in your right mind sometimes, you know? So I went and sat in this and they decided we're not going to intubate him because we know if we get him on that machine, we'll never get him off. Like they'll just do, what is it? a CPAP, the breathing, like the, face the breathing thing. mask. Yeah. And, um, so they did that. And so he was, you know, pretty stable. And then my mom and dad got up there. Uh, my grandma and pop from Eugene got up there And then, so I go home late on the night of October 1st. And then I told my mom, you know, call me if anything changes. So in the middle of the night, I get a call and she's like, yeah, the nurses say it's not looking good. So I jumped, hopped in the shower to wake up because it was like, I think, 3 or 3.30 in the morning. Drove back up there to Portland, met Pop at one of the entrances where we could get in. And, uh so October 2nd early that morning Hayden passed away and so um, at that time I had changed my major to health education and that was like around the time so I graduated in 2008 so that was what 2000 that was fall of 2009 so the recession was still pretty rough and um, happening and I had thought at the time, like I always wanted to go back to Glendale and I wanted to teach there because I wanted to give back to the community that supported me so much through high school and just everything, our family, you know, having the company there, growing up there. Um, and so I, wa- I wanted to go back and I wanted to help those kids and I wanted to coach. And so um, I knew that health teachers and PE teachers, they were getting cut at those small schools left and right so I knew I had to pick up a different um a different you know subject to teach Mm -hmm. and so I didn't really know at the time and I was thinking oh maybe history or maybe like in English or something I don't know and then when I lost my nephew Hayden I was like that's exactly what I want to do I want to be a special ed teacher because I want to be able to help those kids that struggle Mm -hmm. and so then the rest of my time at Linfield, I told myself, like, I don't know if I'm going to do it right after because I had some other plans, but eventually I'm going to be a special ed teacher. So um, I did an internship um, my senior year, and I did it for, it was called UOP. It was, um, oh man, it was like uh, Youth Opportunity or Yamhill. Um, it, it was basically like for underprivileged youth um resources to help them with their schooling it was kind of like an alt ed Mm kind of school thing and so I went there and um was around that and it was a lot of at-risk kids and I was like this is this is what I want to do so um yeah so then after uh college you know some years go by and then I was like okay an opportunity presented itself and um, I got into the master's program at SOU and then another crazy thing happened and I got hired at Grants Pass while I was still in my master's program and I had to learn everything on the fly and it was crazy, but um yeah, and now I'm still at Grants Pass and I love it.
0: That's pretty wild. Yeah, I it was think about it.
1: Um I know and a lot of people they I remember they asked me in my interview and I had a really hard time getting through like the story about Hayden and everything, because I mean, it is, it's, it's a, it's a big deal. And just sitting there with my sister and I mean, it it goes down as probably one of, if not the worst days in my life. And I know it was of hers, you know, Mm -hmm. and our families. Um, yeah, it's using, losing a, a child is the worst thing in the world.
0: Yeah. Well, and it's not the first one in our family, no. you know, like Grandma was here on one of the episodes and talked yeah. about losing her son, which was obviously Uncle Pat. O- older. Yeah, mm-hmm. and um honestly, like October is a shitty month when it the comes worst to, month. Like my sister was on the podcast; she lost her boyfriend in October. Hayden in October. It's UCC like shooting. UCC shooting. Route Barbara Na- Lee. Route ninety one. Yeah, that I was down there for, and thank goodness wasn't there when that happened, but. Yeah, it's just it's crazy, and I love the month of October. Like the actual month itself, the in Oregon, it's hands yeah. down one of the best months. Oh, yeah. But man, I've all my tickets I think I've ever gotten, like for speeding and whatever else. <laughs> October, <I've been>. October, <laughs> uh, my MIP I think was in October at a duck game.
1: <laughs> oh, it was a shitty thing too. Was so Hayden passed away on October second, Christina's birthday. My sister's is the fifth. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like every year, it's just. It's kind of a down thing. It's, I mean, they say time heals, which I don't think it will heal that, but I will say that like it's celebrating her birthday is, I think at least it seems like it's been a little bit happier, but plus, you know, she has Cicely now, Mm -hmm. her daughter who's just turned nine and. So um, there's definitely a lot of things to be grateful for. It's just it's tough. So
0: well, and they say that things happen for a reason, but when oh, something yeah. like that happens, it's like you okay, don't understand so the what, damn reason. What is it, and how long is it going to take for me to mm-hmm. realize what the reason is, and maybe you never never do? You know, like yeah. that's the thing. It's like something like that you don't know, and at times there's probably things that happen to her, and she's probably like, oh, that's him. Oh yeah. You know, and and you just don't know and. Yeah, it's that's, that's and there's
1: little things that pop up too, and like little symbols that'll you know, or you'll see something and it's like, okay, Hayden, like thank you, or and he had the bluest eyes, so like whenever we see certain things that are blue that just like happen to be there, it's like, okay, hi, Hayden, you know, got it, I yeah. love you, Hayes.
0: <laughs> yeah, you just wonder. I was talking to someone at work today about this, and he was talking about um, somehow we got sidetracked on animals, and he was talking about how his. Um, his dog he had grown up would know he was in a car mm-hmm. pulling up the driveway, even if he couldn't, even if he was like down in the seat where the dog couldn't see him, the dog would freak out and chase the car. But that same car could drive up the road 30 minutes later and he wouldn't fine. be in the car and the dog <laughs> wouldn't do anything. Oh, man. And so we ended up on this deep conversation about energy and,
1: and yeah. stuff
0: like that. And people think I'm weird sometimes cause I'm totally into it as far as. Like positive well positive and negative energy but yeah. also things happening for a reason and oh, signs yeah. and everything like that and it's it's wild like there's especially recently for me there's been a couple things where i was like okay where i'm like okay i need a sign and then something happens and i'm like holy crap like it couldn't have been any more clear mm-hmm. and then numerous other things happen and it's like oh okay and All especially
1: right. the year that we're living in right now i feel like there's been a lot of those for a lot of people yeah no matter like just different instances it's good or bad it's yeah but it's yeah it's it's a little wild
0: yeah um so you were talking about there's a few other things that you were interested in when you were at Linfield were you talking about music is that one of those things yeah were?
1: yeah uh <laughs> yeah it's uh between my Junior and senior year, I got a chance to go to Nashville and record a demo of some original songs. And while we were there, uh, I told my mom, it was like the day before we were flying out, we were staying in the Sheraton, I think it's the Sheraton, just up from Lower Broadway, which if you've never been to Nashville, you gotta go to Lower Broadway. You gotta get to Nashville. I mean, it's my, it's my favorite, we call it Nash Vegas. I mean, it's my favorite city in the U S that I've ever been to, but we were staying in our hotel and I told my mom, I was like, mom, I just want to move to Nashville. I said, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to go back to college. I don't want to finish my senior year. And she's like, I remember she was like doing her makeup at the mirror and she turns around and she looks at me and she's like, um, if you forgo your senior year of basketball, she's like, you will regret that for the rest of your life. She's like, that's something that nobody can ever take away from you, and you'll never get it back. Mm-mm. And I was like, oh my god, she's so right. <laughs> <laughs> and so, I mean, thank God I went, cause yeah, it was my senior year of college. I mean, I tell students all the time, and girls that I've coached, like, if you you gotta go to college, it's like the funnest time of your life, if if you want it to be. And So anyways, I go back for my senior year and then I'd hooked up with a lady who was um, like my manager. She was down from, um, she was out of Pacific Palisades down by Malibu and like um, Santa Monica down there in LA. And I got hooked up with her through a guy here who lived out of Cave Junction. Um, He's passed away. Um, His name was Dave McKechnie. Mm -hmm. He wrote Martina McBride's first platinum hit she ever sang. It's called The Phones Are Ringing. And so I actually, um, a couple of the songs that are on my album that I have, it's now, it's weird because it seems like just yesterday I recorded that, but it's like old now.
0: How old is it?
1: (laughs) It's seven years old. Wow. I know. Is that wild? It's Mm -hmm. weird. But um, yeah, I got some songs from him. He hooked me up with Lori and... So then we had all these songs and we went to Nashville after I graduated from college that summer and we recorded my 12 song album on Music Row um which they talk about Music Row being this awesome big thing and it's like if you don't know it's Music Row it's you a don't, neighborhood you, yeah it's, it's and when we drove to it I've it only houses. been to Nashville
0: once but they're like this is Music Row I'm like where like right here Look, that's Capitol Records yeah. or whatever it was, you know, <laughs> yeah. RCA. I'm like, really? Yeah. And we're in an Uber, right? And he's yeah. giving us a little tour as we're trying to find Chick-fil-A at Belmont yeah. University, I think. <laughs> and, uh, which ended up being like a knockoff Chick-fil-A. I mean, it was real Chick-fil-A, but they had the sandwiches in like a hot case. Oh. So it was kind of like for the first time. It wasn't the best first time, uh-huh. but whose is right? Um, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, um, I was I was shocked. I'm like this is it, huh? This is what it looks like. Yeah. You know, I mean, Broadway, Lower Broadway is what you would expect. Oh yeah. But but Music Row is not at all what I expected.
1: No, it was it was crazy. It was cool because the place that um, so Jay's place is what it was called. I don't even know if he's still there because I know that like a lot of people had lost their studios. Um, but that's where I recorded my demo and that's where I recorded my album and it was awesome. And while I was there, um, I got to have a gig with the guys who played on my album. They, we played like a, a showcase. Um, and I forget it's the Douglas. Oh, I forget what it's called, but I remember seeing it. Um, it's like where basically all the big people now who have made it, that's, like, where they all started out. And so it was super awesome, and it's just, like, full of legends, like, all over the walls, kind of like the Legends Bar or Tootsie's, you know? Mm -hmm. And it was cool because, yeah, and we got home, and I was watching a special with Blake Shelton, like, his story and how he made it, and I took, I remember taking a picture because on there, here it is, he's standing right outside that bar next to the sign and everything, and I was like, oh, my God, like, I, I actually got to play there, but... Um, yeah, we, we did that album and when I got back, there's something about Nashville that they talk about and the way that it sits geographically, a lot of times, um, like both times that I went there to, to record, I got so hoarse. It was horrible. Like I didn't have my, my regular voice and something with the way that it sits in the pollen and stuff they've talked about, like it happens to a lot of artists, um, but, I mean, it was true for me. So, after I recorded that, I wasn't happy with my vocals at all. So, I came back out and my um, manager, Lori, because she was in Nashville with us. And then we came back out and she's like, hey, I got a guy down here um, and we can recut your vocals. So, we did that and then we added some... We recut... Um, actually, we didn't recut. We recorded two songs because... Um, They just didn't go the way we kind of wanted them to in Nashville. And the guy that was the main guy on them, um, he's, his name's Joe, and he used to tour with, um, oh, I'm drawing a blank right now. Al, um, he was an old jazz guy. He was like famous. He's won, he's been Grammy nominated, all this stuff. And he used to be like his, uh, music director and stuff mm-hmm. on his tours and um so I got to go and record and re-record all my vocals and actually one of the guys that's playing like mandolin and whatnot on one of my songs he was like Christine Aguilera's guitar player and all this and he's played for so many like famous artists and so it was awesome the experience was amazing um and yeah, it was that owl guy. He just passed away like a few years ago, and I'm really drawing a blank. And I yeah, me I...
0: too. Because it's uh, <laughs> eight forty two, which is really really isn't that late, but it's Thursday, and yeah. uh, it's been a long couple of weeks. So I'd try and guess for you, but. so
1: Oh, it's Al right. Giroux? Al, Giro? Al Giro. That's Nailed who it was. Al Look at
0: And I just picked up my phone. I hadn't even opened yeah, it. Yeah, it
1: was Al Giroux. That's who. Is that right? Yeah. It's got to be.
0: Do I need to fact check that? Let's get the producer on it. Oh, wait. We don't have one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it was Al Giroux. Al
0: Giro. American singer Al Giro Yeah. Was born an American singer. His 1981 album "Breaking Away" spent two years on the Billboard 200, and is considered one of the finest examples of Los Angeles pop and R&B sound.
1: Yeah, and I'm just yeah, and I won a Grammy in
0: 1982.
1: Yeah, so the guy that that I'm talking about, Joe Joe Toronto, is his name, and I just pulled up some of my old text messages (laughs) that I had with him. You go. Well, Joe was one of the greatest guys, and I actually recorded. Um, A couple of my vocals in Joe's home studio in Burbank, California. And let me just tell you about this guy's house. Here he is like this big, like big, huge musician playing with one of the like most well-known like jazz blues artists. And we're in there and we're in his home studio and he has an air conditioning in the window because he didn't have he was living in like a really nice neighborhood but his house was really old and so he didn't have um like
0: central heating and air
1: yeah so like we'd get ready to record he'd be like hold on <laughs> he'd hit the remote for the ac like to shut it off oh yeah and then we would re- because it made noise right like the Kinda white like noise. The heater we yeah. had on in here oh, that just yeah. ran out of propane I see so that. now
0: we're gonna have to just go it's
1: okay it. we've had a couple bevies we'll be fine but um Plus I, remember, I got a preheat going in yeah. here, so we're good. <laughs> what Joe would get done, we'd get done just playing like one song, and I'd look over and he was he was completely bald and <laughs> he would just be dripping sweat. I'm just like, Joe, that was like two minutes. And he's like, it's hot in here. Because it was dead summer down oh, yeah. there in Burbank, and it was hotter than a well, you can let your mind wander, but it was I'll, hot. I'll keep grandpa's Sweaty balls. I'll keep grandpa's analogy. Yeah, it was hotter than a Bums nut sack It was bad <laughs> I had another one But it's definitely not yeah, appropriate
0: yeah go, yeah go with that one <laughs> that, That'll work for this particular situation Oh yeah um, Do you
1: edit these? No oh. I
0: don't actually That's good I haven't good. edited any of them at all That's kind of the thing right? That's like, good This is what it it's is real talk It is It's garage talk And it's uh, mm-hmm. the truthful couch that you're on So. I like that um, It's a gently used floral print claw footed. What am I
1: sitting in right now? Would this pass a black light test?
0: Oh, no. Awesome. I mean, if I'm being honest, I would probably (laughs) say no.
1: Great, and we're in the if, middle. If, we're in the <laughs> middle of COVID, and you don't even put a like a plastic tarp no, down for me.
0: Trust me, it, I'm just. It's.
1: I mean, we're we're socially distanced we right are. now. We're
0: easily six feet, <laughs> or at least a male six feet away. <laughs> and um, I would just say that I would assume that there probably is some DNA on that couch because that was given to us by someone else.
1: Awesome, That's... and
0: if I'm being completely honest, I mean, there's probably. Yeah, at least once on that couch. So great from someone. I'm not saying it was me, but I'm saying there's a good possibility that that probably happened with someone at some point. And but now and now you it's have been, Avery.
1: Congratulations!
0: It's, it's been long enough. No, that was not on that couch. Uh, oh,
1: was that, that another?
0: Have, I was Idaho. I think. Oh my god! I think that's when we went to Garth Brooks. I was just there. gonna yeah. say,
1: was it Garth Brooks? I'm pretty sure it you've was. talked about that on the air. How you're like, oh yeah.
0: That's like the third, second or third Garth Brooks uh-huh. kid. I think second, but
1: you should get royalties for that.
0: Yeah, I, yeah, I told <laughs> him on, the college fund when we yeah. when we interviewed him <laughs> that I think he could he could spot us some money for college at
1: uh, least.
0: But um, yeah.
1: At least get Trisha out here for a cooking show.
0: No, okay. well, she's right. Th- she's right above your head. Yeah, right there. About as close as it gets. Uh
1: huh. Yeah.
0: Man, I don't even. Well, we were talking about music. I'm like, we got sidetracked with that pesky DNA. Yeah. And um, my mind was wandering all over the place. But I'm sure it was. Yeah, she wanted to get rid of that couch. And I brought it out here and then said, you know, there's actually a perfect spot for it. Maybe we should use it for the podcast for a little while and see how it goes.
1: Every listener after this, or if you get people... On here that happen to listen to this podcast, they're going to be like, "I'll take a lawn or a lawn chair, please."
0: <laughs> yeah, which is what I used to. Well, I used to use the patio furniture because this isn't the fanciest podcast set in the history of podcasts, but it's not meant to be. So it's
1: redneck. Um, it's how we were raised.
0: If uh, yeah, exactly. If if someone would prefer to have a sheet put down, you know, first, then we could do that. But it's not like you're sitting skin to couch.
1: Absolutely not.
0: Um, that would probably be after a couple of more beverages and that would be awkward, but, um, you know, it's a couch. Holy God. Someday it may end up on the burn pile for all I know. Or
1: your oldest Bailey's going to take it to college for her first piece of furniture. Well, she's
0: going to walk to college because RCC is (laughs) within walking distance from my house. She's going
1: to take your scooter.
0: Yeah. She actually, she rode that tonight. And so she rode it next door to the in-laws house, which they just moved in next door. And so she rode over there and the kids rode their bikes and they walked over and visited nice. for a while and it was quiet for five minutes and it was amazing. <laughs> it Just was finally five minutes. quiet. It was like, holy crap. But um, Funny. So anyway, so we talked about music. So then what? So you record the vocals and then you played music for a while and then you decided to... Yeah. Is that when you got the teaching gig here? Like um, you did the singing thing and then you... I'm just trying to connect the dots here. I'm trying to remember because yeah, it, it's been so many years. We're getting so old.
1: I uh I I I mean, my lifelong dream was to be a performing artist. I mean, that was my thing. I love being on stage. I love singing, it's fun. Um, but I kind of saw how it was in Nashville, because like down there, everybody plays for free. If you're not Blake Shelton or you know, somebody big, Marin Morris. Right. Um, And usually you're working in a bar or some crazy job. And I was just like, man, that does not sound like fun. So then.
0: And the business is nothing like what people think. Oh, God, no. It's and horrible. It's, it's mean, hor.
1: It's bad. It's for hard. For us
0: to get close to it in the radio industry and for yeah. me to understand what it's really like, it's nothing like what you see. No. It's straight up a business. It is cutthroat. Yeah. It is for sure. shady.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I don't want to get any closer to it than I already am.
1: No, and and so I I tried kind of like, you know, throwing the analogy that I had back then was like I'm just gonna throw a couple rocks in a pond, and watch it ripple out, you know, and try to see how how far I can get that ripple to go, and who I can, you know, maybe, you know, maybe somebody comes along and sees us doing something is like hey you know, so um, we had we played a pretty full summer of shows. Had a good run at Seven Feathers and their cabaret where we played some shows, which was awesome. I mean, we had packed houses. I've played there three times now in the cabaret. Well, whatever they call it now, the lounge or I'm not really sure. But um, like every time it's been absolutely packed, like standing room only. It's awesome. The support I get over there have gotten has been awesome. Um, But then I just kind of saw like, uh, I like nice things. I wanna have a family. I want to have a roof over my head. I don't wanna live with my parents till I'm 40. I just, I'm pretty independent, I like to think at least. And I, I wanted to do something where I knew I had a steady income. And then I wanted to get into coaching. And so, yeah, an opportunity presented itself at Glendale. And then I got into the master's program. And then, well, if anybody knows anything about Glendale and the superintendent they had back in about uh, 2014 era. Hasn't
0: that guy gotten in trouble numerous times? Didn't he just get in trouble again?
1: Ed Douglas, yeah. It wasn't good. But I. uh,
0: They punted him, didn't they? He's history, right? I I think he's gone from there.
1: I think they kicked a 50-yard field goal and it was good.
0: Yeah, (laughs) We're going downtown. Yeah.
1: (laughs) <laughs> exactly but uh yeah so it was sad because I was like yeah I'll get into my program which I gotta kind of hand it to the guy I mean he kind of helped start the process for me to get fast-tracked into the program but then I started dating my now husband and his mom is the office manager at Grants Pass and so that I know this is kind of like a rat hole we're going down but Go
0: for it. Um, this is what this is all about. So I, you I keep talking, I'll take a drink. I
1: start my master's program, and the athletic director at Grants Pass, <laughs> I played summer ball for him. And I've just kind of known him since my youth because I played summer ball for the Grants Pass um, ASA organization since I was nine, up until um, pretty much up until I was uh, about to be a junior in high school. And so he just happened to be talking to my mother-in-law one day in the office, and he was like, oh, yeah, you know, what's Gretchen up to, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, oh, she's actually uh, going to school right now to get her master's to be a special ed teacher. Well, there just so happened to be a an opening that they hadn't been able to fill at the high school for a transition specialist teacher. And so long story short, like I get hired there when I was supposed to, I was going to be going back to Glendale to be doing my student teaching there. So having to tell Mr. Swanson at Glendale that I wasn't coming, it was tough. And I'll never forget the look on his face when we were face to face. And I'm telling him this conversation, I'm having this conversation with him and he was not happy. Um, but so I got hired at Grants Pass and like it was learn on the fly because when others are doing student teaching, I'm doing the teaching like with, you know, I didn't have a mentor teacher in class with me. And so um, after that, I got an opportunity And transition. What a transition teacher is in special education is you have the kids that are ages 18 to 21 because in special education, kids can receive services up until they're 21 years of age. So I had kids that were pretty impacted by their disabilities or disability or disabilities. Sometimes it's multiple. And, um, but my professors at SOU, they were like, we really think you should do this. And I really struggled with taking that job because I was like, but I gave, I gave my word to Glendale. And they're like, look, like, I don't know if you really realize how good of an opportunity this is for you to take this job at Grants Pass. Like, he'll understand, he'll be mad, he'll get over it, but this is a really good opportunity. And I was like, okay. So in the transition program, they were like, uh, I had, I think, four students on my caseload because my professors were like, you guys, you cannot overload her right now. She's just learning. And they told me like, no coaching because that was what I wanted to do. And that's what I was going to do at Glendale. But they were like, no coaching, And I was like, that's fine. That's fine. I'll take a job. This is fine, you know. So I took that job and it was a lot of learning. And by the end of the year, I got an opportunity to switch over to the resource room. Um, And the reason why I took that is because in the resource room, those students have mainly they have all regular general ed classes for the entire day and they usually just have you for one class a day to just help like, you know, support with homework, give them their specially designed instruction, that sort of thing, and just basically like keep tabs on them. And I wanted to do that because I wanted to impact more students. I wanted to have more students on my caseload. I wanted to interact with more kids because I'm I mean it's weird I know this might be a shocker to some but I'm really social (laughs) and I I like to I just like to be around the kids I mean I feel like you know if you want to become a teacher it's because you love kids you want to be around kids and um and so so yeah and so that's kind of where I got started with that and I'll never forget before I got hired Justin my husband he was like he's like if you decide to take that job he said, the, the first person that I'm going to take you down, he's like, we're going to go have a beer with. He's like, that's Musser. And I'm like, who? He's like, Mus, my football coach. He's like, he's a special ed teacher. He's a resource room teacher, I think. And I'm like, I oh, <laughs> yeah. I, he didn't know what it was called, but right. he knew he was in special ed. And um, I was like, oh, okay. And now me and Mus, it's like, we're thicker than thieves, man. That guy's. He's something else, and so I go to him for everything, and he's pretty awesome. And anytime there's a problem or you need help with something, he's pretty much been like, "Let me just dial him up, or we'll walk down the hall 20 feet." Mm-hmm. So,
0: yeah, his brother was here today. Yeah, earlier. Oh, yeah, Jake the Snake had to drop some stuff off. Yeah, my <laughs> wife's all involved in the PTA. Oh yeah. Actually, I don't know why he was here. He dropped off some lunches and. Oh, I, that's what it was. It was connected to the PTA. It was. Now I remember he had to do something. Because they're doing the drive through light thing. Yeah. Christmas light thing. He's all jacked up about it. And he said something like, there might be the Griswold display of Grant's Pass. That's awesome. awesome. <laughs> yeah. Drumroll <world>, plays. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, they should have went full on Griswold. But yeah. I don't think they did. but um,
1: Yeah, I got to take rigs to see this.
0: Yeah, that's, uh, that'll be awesome. Is that next um, Thursday?
1: I've, I Well, I shouldn't to say next, say... whatever,
0: because when people listen to this, it might be 2021. But when were we? I think it's the
1: 17th of December.
0: Which would be a week from today, Thursday. Yeah. yeah right? Yeah. Oh, my Fitbit's broken. Damn it.
1: Yeah, you're right. Um, yeah, it's a tenth.
0: Okay. Cool. Yeah. So they're doing like a drive-through light display at all the schools, right? Most of them. All of them. I it it said
1: it said it. I only
0: read part of the emails. I get so many emails from the schools with this distance learning (laughs) thing. It's like every teacher sends emails. The superintendent sends emails. The principal sends emails. I'm like. My wife's like, Did you get this one? or I didn't see this one. Did you forward it to me? I'm like, I get so many emails. I
1: don't know. It's tough. I know I'm parents. Are, I can't
0: I, it's just like
1: Parents are overwhelmed. I mean, thank God you have your saint of a wife Right. to keep you straight. But
0: Man, she she keeps me straight while well, she tries to and then And the five
1: kids. And the five <laughs> and kids and your basketball team. <laughs>
0: teaching three kids, one middle schooler, two elementary school kids. She has a what would he be considered? Is he still a toddler? When, when are you not a toddler? He's four. He's
1: he's pre-K.
0: pre K. Pre K okay, there you go. Pre K so he's He's going to preschool. Oh, he's in preschool? Whatever it is. Pre-K. He, he should be pre-K. He's, yeah, he's he's, pre-K. he's pre-something. He's pre He's pre-K. He's, he's just, Riggs
1: is preschool because he's younger. He's pressing.
0: He's priming himself for. Right. The lay days. That, oh. that too. <laughs> yeah. He has four sisters. He's going to be just fine. Yeah. Uh, and then the baby that's eight months old. So yeah, it's, I don't know how she does it because recently, while well, I was home for part of this, yeah. you know, COVID, the end of last year. Mm-hmm. last school year and then when i come home if i get home early and now they've got it dialed so yeah. she's got she's got a handle on it and she's bless
1: her heart ruling
0: the roost here but what's that been like for you with this whole distance learning thing? holy
1: balls <laughs> please hold <laughs>
0: sweaty holy i'm you know what while you're thinking about that i'm gonna get up because i need a refreshment it's thirsty thursday and we only have—I only have one more day left in the work week, so. Me too. I. Had, and it's been a busy week.
1: I had whiskey Wednesday last night at my mother-in-law's birthday. <laughs> Good Lord. Uh, um. What do you need? Oh, I—I got a fresh bottle. of... Can I set my mic down? You can do whatever you want. Okay.
0: I'll come yeah, set it down. This is Garage Talk. You can go pee if you need to. You can. Hell, I don't care. Are you
1: going to edit that
0: out? No. Edit what out? That if you need to pee? That's a lot of airtime where people are just It's waiting. fine. It's not the radio. We can have as much dead time. People guess, are driving to work.
1: I guess when you're listening to a podcast, you can just scroll forward until we start talking But again.
0: people enjoy the the ambiance. They, you know, people give me shit about getting up to get a beer in the middle of a podcast, but then people talk about it. So, clearly it's like something. You,
1: not like you can do that at your regular job.
0: No. Which, that's interesting. The uh, This is the first podcast I've done since... Well, I haven't said yet, so I can't really... I haven't said in public yet, so maybe I shouldn't do that yet. I mean, we could, but... By the time this podcast airs, it's going to be close to my last day anyway, so what the hell. How I guess it, I just said I wasn't
1: drunk in public. <laughs> I was I got, drunk in a
0: park. In the garage. <laughs> I was drunk in the garage. I guess I just said it out loud anyway. Yeah, so you did. Hell? I mean, by the time people listen to this, I'll probably be done at the queue anyway, so. Yeah. Although, if I'm going to post it, I'll probably post this tomorrow, Okay,
1: so. I got to pee break it.
0: Okay, go ahead. Is that bad? And you know how to get to the, just tiptoe so you don't wake any kids up. <gasps> no she's probably watching hallmark movies on the couch just tiptoe shh. no not always Shh. so here's what's happening right now uh gretchen is going back into the house to use the restroom because apparently her bladder is smaller than mine and i'm pretty sure that i have the world's smallest bladder And now that she's talked about having to go pee, now I have to go pee. But the problem is, she's in there, I'm out here, and I'm filling space. So, whoops, that might have just uh, squeaked out. (laughs) Oh, We're only a couple deep. It's all good. But, uh see how she does time wise I can pee in about 57 seconds usually I can leave the studio pee and be back within a minute and some change when I'm on the radio show and um, I don't know that she quite has those skills so we'll have to just wait and find out but I'm really curious to see how this is going to go from here with the old uh... this is one of the reasons I wanted to have her over because I wanted to talk about the uh, distance learning and how that's going Because I know for some of you it's not well Which leads me to one of our future podcasts That I'm working on right now So let me get a quick sip here I'll wait till you sit down to ask you how it went Is she on the couch watching Hallmark? She was
1: on the couch But there's no Hallmark
0: No TV at all? Uh
1: Huh. She's. What's she
0: doing? Is she feeding the baby?
1: Well, I think she was, but I went to the potty and then I came back out and she's gone. She gone.
0: She wasn't even there?
1: I think she's probably putting her in her bed.
0: Oh, because she was in her lap when you walked by. Yes, you're correct. She probably is.
1: Nice connecting the dots. Mm. All right. Where were we? We were talking about distant
0: learning and I, I was talking to my sister about this because What one? My older sister. Okay. Because I don't want to say too much. Fuck it. She has a kid that's having a very difficult time Yeah, and she's worried about this kid. And I won't say which one. That way we don't narrow it down too much. But she said we should do one of these podcasts because ever since she posted her post about. Recently, she posted about kids and the effect this is having Mm -hmm. on them. And she's basically saying she's scared for our kids. At the time, I didn't realize she was talking about her kid until she reached out to me, and then we chatted. And then just today she said, maybe we should talk about this. And I said, I'm totally down for talking to you about it because you have a kid that's having trouble, and he's a straight-A student, and he He shit, I just said, hey, fuck. That's all right, we're going to take care of him. That's what's important. That's what I said to her. If Uncle Jason needs to come take him for whatever yeah we'll make sure he's taken care of because that's what we should be doing right now and i've said that on my radio show we got to like pay attention we got to watch out for kids because we've had two kids in within walking distance from my house who are no longer with us who are 15 and that sucks
1: we've lost more kids which i said this to somebody in the medical field the other day i'm like because they were asking me about it and I said, you know what's real shitty? I'm like, we've lost more kids to suicide in our county than we have to COVID. And they're like, well, we haven't lost any kids to COVID. And I said, no shit. That's that's my point. Mm-hmm. Like,
0: Well, and part of the problem is that, and I know this because of where I work, that in the media, suppose, I don't know all the ins and outs, but apparently there's some kind of unwritten rule that you don't talk about it, which is why you never see suicides on the news because they feel like that if they talk about it 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 will encourage it it will encourage more kids to do it sick and i say it's the wrong approach we aren't talking about it people don't know what's happening unless you're watching the scanner page or unless you know someone you don't know but you hear about these kids that are 15 or 13 and what's really um Eye-opening to me and you can probably speak to this better because you were mentioning a situation earlier tonight, but I know multiple people that work at the hospital and they were talking about how many kids have been at the hospital who have attempted it. And they say, usually it takes them three times by the time they figure out how to do it correctly, which is horrible that they ever figure out how to do it correctly. But the fact that they try multiple times and it's taboo to talk about. Nobody wants to talk about it. And frankly, I'm sick and fucking tired of people not wanting to talk about it. Yeah. And so it's like, what are we going to do? Are we going to sit here and not talk about it? Yeah. And then it happens again and it happens again. Or do we try and open our eyes and pay attention to what's well, going on?
1: The thing that, I mean, you said like, oh, it usually takes them three times. The thing that makes me sick and makes me so sad is the fact that these kids in their minds are even getting to the point of, of the wanting to try the first time. Yeah. And so, in special ed um sped, uh we work with a lot, a lot a lot of at-risk youth. I mean, that's just that's just how it is. Um and yeah, I mean, this year alone in the last mm, 2 months I've had multiple students of my own, on my own caseload, um, who luckily, like, they, there was something that their parents, like, because even my best friend, her and I have talked about it, and I'm like, I just, I said, at this point, because I only have a, I I have a three-and-a-half-year-old, and so I haven't been through a lot of these things with teenagers and things yet. I'm not there quite yet. But I said, I don't understand, like, how parents don't know. And my best friend was like, my parents didn't know. She's like, when when I when I was feeling like that, and she's like, when I was suicidal Whoa. and doing things, she's like, my parents didn't have a clue. Mm-mm. And she's like, I also, you know, tried to disconnect and we were disconnecting. My dad worked a ton and so he was gone and, and she's like, there were just things. And I said, oh my God, like that is insane. And, and I got, I got really emotional because at school right now we can have, at the high school, we can have, um, they're called limited in-person instruction, lippy groups, (laughs) miss lippy. Um, but we can have, you can have up to 10 kids and you can have them two hours in the morning. And then you can have another group of 10 kids for two hours in the afternoon. So, um Musser and I actually both have these groups going for our students. And, um,
0: is that by choice? Is that something you had to opt into or is we wanted to, okay,
1: we wanted to No, not everybody's doing it. Um, is, yeah, I don't, we have other, um, like staff, like these cool check and connect mentors that make a lot of phone calls and do try to check in a lot with students and their families. And, um, they've put kids on lists to be able to bring them in. Um, but yeah, Musser and I are doing it with our students. And I mean, I got emotional. I, I told my mom last week, I said, I got emotional on Friday, last Friday. I have a student and, um, they have been having these, they, they've, had an attempt and i said you know as my kids are as my students are walking out the door to leave one of my groups and i was just telling them the whole time like you guys i'll see you on monday like have the best weekend like i'll see you guys monday i can't wait to see you and like i just got a flood of emotions Mm -hmm. because a part of me was like what happens if i don't see one of these guys on monday Like it just made me sick to my stomach because I know it's sick and it's sad and I know like teenagers go through things but the state that we're in right now with this whole COVID thing and students not being able to interact with their friends on a daily basis and get the just personal like connections um we're in a scary place I feel like and it 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 just it made me really sad for a minute and i i wanted to hug every single one of those kids that was in my classroom and just be like you matter so much to me like you matter your life matters like everything about you matters whether you believe it or not you know whether you you had a bad fight with your parent and you think that your mom or dad is pissed off at you like you still matter everything's gonna be okay and that's just the part that's it's really hard um, and the whole distance learning thing, I, I, I mean, whatever, I'm not really politically correct all the time, but I think it's bullshit, and I think that it's bullshit that we're not in school, and, um, I've kind of voiced my opinion about that, whether or not, you know, it's awesome, or it's not, but I just, I feel like, there's enough. I I guess here's, here's what I had to say in something that I spoke about is, you know, since this thing hit, nurses are essential. All of our medical staff are essential. We've, we've, you know, law enforcement is essential. Um, Teachers have been deemed essential. We're still, and, and I guess to me, that means like, we're still, being told like, hey, we still need to service these kids with their education. we're still collecting our paychecks. we haven't missed a paycheck mm-hmm. and all of a sudden now it's like we we knew this was coming like over the summer, saw how things were going, and I just feel like thing I feel like we could be we could do something at least to have kids in school part of the week, a few days a week or something um, staggered, you know partial capacity something just to help these kids out Mm -hmm. um you know if we need to get more PPE then great I'm sure there's places that will donate that shit just to get kids back in school I don't understand why we don't have our kids back in school um you know I have somebody in our own family trying to work trying to school their their kids um struggling at that feeling like a failure because their kids are, you know, their report cards are coming back and they're not good. Well,
0: and they just had a news story this past week about how grades have absolutely yeah. plummeted and kids and, that were straight yeah. A students. And this is what my sister was speaking to kids that were straight A students that don't even want to get out of bed. Yeah. And it's just, won't even
1: turn on their computer screen. You're in no. a zoom call and you're like, Hey, can you turn on your computer screen? And they'll turn it on and it's facing straight up at the roof. Yeah. And it's like, damn it. Like I, I just want to see their face. Like our first couple of weeks back in school, I was so excited to see my kids faces. Cause it was like, you know what? Some of these kids that have given me a damn run for my money mm-hmm. and that, you know, it's like, damn it. Why can't you just, you know, focus in class or do this when we're there or, you know, try to get off your freaking cell phone or put that damn thing away. I don't want to have to give you detention or this or that. It's like, I just want to see your face now. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's it's shitty. It's really shitty. And I feel like, I just feel, and I know it's probably not a popular opinion, and I'm probably, you know, people might listen to this and be like, you're inconsiderate, and you're insensitive, and you're not thinking about other people. But it's like, you can go to the damn grocery store. You can go to Walmart. You can go freaking Christmas shopping, and it's fine. But we can't have our kids socially distanced in a classroom wearing masks um you know if you need to wear gloves if you need to get the fiberglass Mm -hmm. you know big things yeah yeah, what yeah fiberglass plexiglass i don't know glass there's some
0: body work (laughs) get some bondo um
1: (laughs) i mean we have those in certain spots at our school but uh, i just i
0: it's just so weird that there's the narrative does not necessarily fit what we've learned since March. And so, yeah, we know that there's a a risk and that we can put people in harm's way and all of that. But I feel like we've learned enough to be able to deal with some situations. And this is something I've talked to a lot of people about in in private is that if people don't feel comfortable or they feel like their life is at risk, then do whatever you need to do if you to stay home let those of us who feel like we could put ourselves in harm's way and still survive it maybe not maybe we wouldn't but that's a risk I'm willing to take Mm -hmm. to make sure that we keep things moving so that we don't make the situation worse in many other ways but there's so many talking points that are out there and a lot of it's the media's fault that there's these talking points that you have to live by and they pound it into everyone's head and then we have all these negative effects that people don't talk about and speaking to kids attempting to take their own lives is one of those side effects. And nobody wants to talk about that. They're just talking about the same thing over and over and over. And at what point do we realize that, okay, we know what we're dealing with. It is dangerous to a certain extent, but we also have to look at what it's doing to society, but nobody yeah. wants to talk about that. Nobody wants to have that conversation. And no. if you try and have that conversation outside of a platform like this, people will say, you want to kill grandma? No, I don't want to kill grandma. I don't. We have an 82 year old grandma. We don't want to kill I have her. an
1: 83, but both of my mom's parents, 83 Graham will be 81 next week. We're celebrating her 81st birthday this weekend. They both have pacemakers. Yeah. They still choose to go to the freaking moose for bar bingo on Tuesdays because yeah. they're like, you know what? Graham's going to go drink her black velvet and pop's going to go drink his Michelob Ultra for God's sakes. And that's how it's going to be. <laughs> well,
0: grandpa was here last weekend. He said, the last thing I want to do is die sitting around at home.
1: Well, and he's always said that.
0: Yeah. That's you know? why the
1: damn man hasn't retired yet. I told him. What, her, what is like, he going to do? I said,
0: one of these days you're going to be working on the ranch and everyone's going to be waiting or grandma's going to be waiting and all of a sudden they're going to be like, wait a second, it's 10 o'clock at night and he's not back. And already had those scares. <laughs> that's that's exactly. And that's, what's get, probably going to happen,
1: but he's going to be happy. Exactly. And, and that's and the
0: some years old. And yeah. like you said, what's the average life expectancy? And we're talking about all the, yeah. and people get all wound up, but let's be honest. Every single news report I've seen in my email recently, Especially the ones from Josephine County where we've lost someone. Everyone has a pre-existing condition. And I don't want to lose anyone. But when we're talking about, I don't know, we could go on and on. But Mm -hmm. it's just what's happening to our kids is way worse, I feel, than what the effects have been so far. And yeah, cases are going up, blah, blah, blah. But at some point we have to decide, are we going to live? Or... Are we just going to sit in the house? Because the thing ain't going away.
1: Well, the scary, the scary thing about it is, too, and without getting, I guess, political, I don't know. I, I was helping a student the other day with the World Cultures assignment, and it was about freaking Germany, and Hitler, and the Holocaust, and all these laws that they started to put in, and what people could and couldn't do, and... And all these things. And and I'm sitting here helping this student go through this. And I just like, (laughs) I feel like my eyes almost popped out of my head. And my head almost just flew off. Because I'm like, this, maybe we're not to that level, right? We're not going to be put into train cars and gas chambers and stuff. But I just felt like some of the things that have happened that make zero sense and that are asinine at least to me mm-hmm. it's like uh hello here we go again like this is the same crap that happened when all these privileges and laws were put in place to take rights away from these people like you can't have a phone in your house that was one of them and then they couldn't use a public telephone i mean that was another thing of a law that was that happened to people in germany back before world what was that world war Two. was that then I think so. But, anyways, I just, i uh, helping my student with this, and I'm just sitting here going, this is, it's, it was just scary because yeah. there were a lot of parallels. And, um, not saying, like I said, not saying that's where we're at. That's, I just, um, we're, we have our youth and we're, we're expected to try to help them figure out, you know, how, how they're going to be our next generation, what we're going to do with them. And right now, I feel like, we're setting them up for failure and as a teacher I'm, I'll just say that I feel like we're setting our kids up for failure because um, you know we've pulled back so many expectations of uh, you know what it takes to get through high school and, and I know that even being at Grants Pass and seeing the the requirements to get a high school diploma it's like damn these are pretty steep like this is pretty tough like you got to work your butt off I remember going through high school and it was like it felt like a breeze I don't know maybe we were just doing everything and you know we were on the right path and our teachers and Mrs. Snelling had us on the right path for everything and set up and um but yeah I you know our kids it's a very huge disservice to our students right now and that's what makes me sad and that's what scares me and i just i would really like to see something change for not just their mental health but just i mean i feel like we're losing we're teaching them or we're not teaching them what a work ethic is anymore because mm-hmm. I mean, you have some kids that are working their butts off, but then others that are just like, yeah, I'm not going to do it. And it's like, hold on a second. (laughs) Once you start down that path, like it's hard to correct it because we've already seen since March till now, there's some students that I've maybe seen show up in my class three times. Wow. Yeah. It's insane. So it's, yeah, I mean, the whole COVID thing, you could talk about that for hours.
0: (laughs) I know. It's just... And it's weird because like at the beginning, you know, and we were, Kimberly was pregnant and so we were very careful mm-hmm. and didn't let anyone come over. Mm-hmm. They had to stay outside and if they dropped something off, we had to let it sit out there for however long. But as time went on, it's like, okay, now we've learned more. That's what we're dealing with. and yeah. And we have chosen to take certain risks. So I went back to the office and I go out and see my clients and customers and, wear my mask and whatever but it's like
1: well what am i gonna do my husband's in law enforcement am i gonna tell him sorry you can't come home i mean he yeah. has to do his job he's dealing with which you know, is a whole southern other oregon's thing. finest
0: <laughs> and and we've had yeah. quite the year with law enforcement yeah. uh, and situations where you know people have decided to make them the villains which I don't even want to go down that road yeah, again. You know, it's like,
1: that's a sore subject. Well, It's
0: like, well, how many things, uh, I think that's what's frustrating to a lot of people. Are there issues out there? Yeah, there's issues. Um, but at are the are there bad time,
1: employees in every profession? Yes. Thank F you. F right there Isn't are. There?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of times those people end up in their position way longer than they should have. Absolutely. You know? And, uh,
1: absolutely. I just, yeah, I, That's why when when we decided that we weren't going to even attempt to try to come back to hybrid learning, and Three Rivers did, I mean that, I used my dad's lifelong advice of, okay, if you're really pissed off, don't just jump on the bandwagon and tear somebody a new one, give it the 24-hour rule. So I gave it the 24-hour rule, and then after 24 hours, I was still heated and so I was like, you know what, it's time to kind of put my feelings on some paper. And so I did. And um, just, uh, it's tough because knowing that all these other people have to go to work and have to do things, and I just felt like we, we had a chance to step up. I feel like in a way it's almost like failing our community because we've had a chance to step up and be like, yeah, we're going to do this for our kids. And I don't know if we totally have.
0: Well, I talked to a friend of mine. I got to be careful here, but I hate being careful, honestly. I hate I hate the fact that we have to tiptoe around some things. I don't like tiptoeing. It's, it's, I got
1: big feet and they don't tiptoe <laughs> very good. My feet are
0: decent sized too. I'm I was a ballerina sky, for
1: 11 and a half years, but I was never good on toe <laughs> shoes.
0: Um, but he said to me, um, he said, and this is someone who has a lot of teachers around his world without narrowing it down Mm -hmm. too much if you've listened to this podcast before you might be able to figure out who I'm talking about but he said I almost feel like teachers should take the same oath that doctors take to put themselves in harm's way no matter what to take care of others however that goes. I don't know what the saying is I don't know what if what the oath is but basically saying that that teachers if that's what you really want to do if you want to be a teacher then you should be willing to put yourself out there no matter what to take care of the kids and i was like whoa it kind of hit me and stopped me in my tracks yeah that's interesting because there's some people in that industry who are not willing to put themselves in harm's way at all and i understand if you have all these conditions and you feel like you could excuse me die yeah hey COVID. i totally get that underlying conditions but everyone else um
1: i feel like there's i it was just
0: a different way to look at i had never heard it put that way before and i thought okay wow i mean because it's our youth right but a lot of people don't want to talk about this they don't want to go down this road they get uncomfortable And I just hate the fact that there's so many people who can't even they're like, oh, we just we can't talk about that. We can't talk about suicide. We can't talk about teachers. We can't talk about COVID. COVID." Otherwise, you're going to get blasted. And frankly, at this point, like I told my sister, it's time to lead from the front. It's time for people who keep their mouth shut all the time Mm -hmm. because they're afraid of the backlash from people who are going to shout them down. Mm-hmm. to step up and lead from the front and say, no, I don't care what you, I don't, you can call me whatever you want, but we're going to stick our neck out there for the kids. Yeah. Or for the people in the community that need our help or, um,
1: And know, I will say like, um, I do have some really awesome parents of students and I, I mean, I, as I sit here right now, my eyes feel like I have 10 pounds of sand in them just from looking at a computer screen all day, but I've never exchanged so many emails with parents. I'm in my seventh year of teaching now. And, um, but I feel, I mean, the thing that's awesome is I do feel like there are so many parents that are so thankful to have, you know, communication, great communication and, and know that you know, teachers, Some, you know, some teachers are going to, you know, I guess not necessarily the end of the earth, but doing everything they can mm-hmm. to try and make sure that their student is doing everything they can. And, and I, I can't tell you how many parents have been like, I don't even know how to motivate my kid anymore. And I'm like, look, like, come on, like, it's it's gonna be okay. Like, Just get them to tune in with me or, you know, just keep encouraging them. That's all you can do. Like, Mm -hmm. this isn't going to be forever. Like, we're not going to be here forever. It's going to be okay. Just, just try to be, just continue to be positive. Be a light for your student, for your kid. Because, I mean, it, it breaks my heart seeing, I, I wish, I wish I could take, I mean, even my own nephews and my nieces and stuff. I mean, I wish I could just bring them all to my house and be like, all right, let let's let me do your schoolwork with you so you don't have to sit at home with your parents. Um, and, you know, because I know how hard it is for parents to sit there and fight with their kids to get their freaking yeah. schoolwork done.
0: When they want a snack because they're yeah. at home and they can just walk to the yeah. pantry. And that's just one of the or many things just, I've heard. It's like just yeah. trying to get them to sit there. And yeah. Whatever. And there's this distraction. It's like, holy... Cr- oh, my god. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's just... I think if it's yeah it's so it's it's been nice having parents and i even had another one today where this mom checked in how's he doing and i'm like well you know we still got this we're working on but just so you know we're so much farther ahead right now than we were in the first quarter and he's doing great and she's like thank you so much for everything you do and even as a teacher it's like it's just great to know that parents appreciate what you're doing because mm-hmm. sometimes you feel like shit. these kids are failing and it's not looking good, and I don't really know what to do. You just feel helpless right now, as a teacher. And I've never felt, and I've even gone to Mus a million times. And I'm like, Mus, what do we do? Like, do you, don't you just feel helpless? Like, how do you reach out to these kids? I can call them, I can email them, I don't even know how to get through to them. And he's like, you just got. to... I mean, he's oh, thank God for that guy, but he's just like, you know, just keep trying to do this, and just keep sticking with these ones, and the ones that show up. Just keep, you know. And so it's nice having. I, I don't know. It's just nice having like reiteration of, okay, we are doing the right thing. We're doing everything we can. And, um, yeah. So, but yeah, thank God from us because <laughs> that guy, he's been teaching now for what, 23 years, 24 years. And he's seen a lot of things. And anytime I need something or anytime I have a question or maybe a little problem or something, I go to him and, his his big thing he's our department leader and his big thing is all right don't bring up a problem if you don't have any
0: solution exactly oh my god i just had this conversation with someone today yeah and like a couple hours ago and
1: it's totally changed like it's totally changed a lot of ways that i think too like okay I could sit here and bitch all day about something, but what do I? Act, what's that going to accomplish? Yeah. Like, if you okay. don't
0: have a solution to fix it, then don't yeah. open your mouth. Is what yeah. I heard today. Yeah, like exactly. If you're going to walk in here and open your mouth, you better start with the solution, exactly. or don't even come in. Exactly.
1: here. Exactly. Or and you know, and there's been times where it's like, listen, I have this problem, I don't know what to do. Like, can you help me with a solution? Like, even that's better than just like, bitch, 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 get on your pedestal and bitch. We're all in the same boat. It sucks, but bitching about it's not going to fix it. So Mm -hmm. what are we going to do?
0: Yeah. And that's the easiest thing to do is just to complain about it. Got a
1: lot of those Debbie Downers.
0: (laughs) Yeah. They're all over the place. So the rest of us have to try and do the opposite. So Ah, we can pull everyone back up, you know, Mm -hmm. but it's hard sometimes, you know, I mean, Mm -hmm. I find myself in the same position sometimes. I'm like, wait, I'm just, now I, now I turned into that. What good is that? Yeah.
1: And it's like, this year has definitely been...
0: Wild. Yeah. It has been wild.
1: Shitty. Um,
0: yeah, but no. Uh,
1: there's been some pretty shitty things.
0: Yeah, but I think not. That-
1: not just like work, but I mean, you know, everybody's gone through stuff. But at the end of the day, I try to so- tell myself, okay, I'm healthy. I have my husband. I have my son. We have a roof over our head. Um, you know, I have my family. Well, I got I've a lot said of whiskey this
0: so many times <laughs> in the past couple of weeks, and this will make a lot of sense very, very soon, that if anything, depending on what you believe in, right, you have God, faith, and family, right, and, and whether it's faith or God or whatever, depending on what you believe in, or spirits or whatever, one, friends, mm-hmm. right, around you, people, mainly people, fun, and money in that order and if you do one two and three four you never have to worry about yeah and that's what covid has taught me that i've worked like an idiot for a long time and at times other others have suffered probably here at my house you know yeah and so for me that's what i learned and that's what i took from it which is one of the reasons i'm making this change that i'm making that i yeah kind of tiptoed around but um It's important, you know, and it's important to enjoy what you do. And it's important to feel good about the people you're surrounded by. And uh, for me, that's what this year has been about, like kind of resetting myself and um, as many cool things as I've been able to do in my career. Sometimes I did some of those things at the expense of family time, really. Yeah. And looking back at it now, I mean, I still did a lot of family things, but. I look back at it now and go, okay, maybe I didn't need to go on this trip. Yeah. Or, and, you know, obviously every time she's like, go, do, it," you know, whatever. But, you know, now it's like people say, well, I can't go to that concert. Well, yeah, it'd be fun to go to a concert. But honestly, I have just as so much fun going out back and, like, pushing dirt or getting the tractor scaring out. Scaring the or kids when they're playing the in the dark. Scaring the kids when they're playing in the dark or <laughs> lighting the burn pile or yeah. just stacking wood. I just, just the little things, I just try and find the enjoyment in the little things of like, holy cow, I have a little spot here. I got my space. I got my firewood stacked in there and I can just go out there and I don't know. It's just, for me, it's kind of, um, it's like almost some things have
1: come full circle. Like you realize again, like what, what totally matters and, and And people
0: like the people, you know, even though we're, they're trying to keep us from each other. Yeah. Like, each other is all we really have. Totally. Because when we die, and this is what I told someone the other day, that when we die, we all have the same amount of money.
1: Yeah, doesn't matter.
0: It, and it doesn't mean shit. And no. do I want to make enough to have a comfortable situation? Yeah, but... At the end of it all, if I was screwing someone over to get all that money, or if I was
1: people are gonna know neglecting that
0: neglecting my family yeah. to get all that money, is it worth it? No, it's not worth yeah. it. And I think that's for me, like right now more than ever, standing up for what you believe in, mm-hmm. standing up for your friends, like to me, especially recently, like that is like what is like all of a sudden I'm like, yeah. holy crap, like this is what like to put yourself out there to stand up for what you believe in is, or what you feel is right is, like, that's where I'm at. You yeah,
1: know? And, and going back to, like, with work and me putting some thoughts down on paper and possibly or in an email and, and you know, shooting that to whoever uh, and trying to – I remember I came – my husband got home from work and, you know, we don't really – I don't pry at him about what he did all day and who, you know, what you, you have to endure all day. And I remember just telling him about it. I'm like, do you want to read this? Do you want to see what I had to say? And he's like, not really. And I was just like, you're a dick. <laughs> and I was just like, really? And then I kind of copped a tude with him. And then later on, he came up to me and he was like, look, he's like, I just want you to know that I'm really proud of you for standing up for yourself. He's like, and I'm really proud of you for, for not being a sheep. He's like to not just, to not just do, you know, what everybody's saying to do right now, because that's not always the that right, doesn't, it's not, not the right, the right thing. thing always. And,
0: maybe it is. And maybe it isn't. No, But and, you have to do what you feel is right.
1: Well, and, and for me, I mean, people that know me know that I'm, I'm a loud mouth and <laughs> I am not afraid to really speak my opinion about things. And I think that, I, I don't feel comfortable just marching to the beat of this drum that we're all supposed to be marching to if it's against like my core values mm-hmm. and my morals and what I stand for. I, that's that's not who I am and that's not what I'm going to do.
0: Yeah. Even if it costs. You know. Yeah. I. It could.
1: Not for. I mean, I would hope
0: that it wouldn't. But. But sometimes when you put yourself out there, it can ultimately backfire. And I would hope that yeah. Wouldn't but happen. stating
1: an opinion, stating your opinion, and expressing your opinion about something shouldn't backfire shouldn't, so but hard. This day and age,
0: it does. Well, and we've and that's seen bullshit. people be yeah. uh, You know what do they call it? Uh, God, it's late and it's been a long week for me. Well, I guess we're, the we're thing canceled. is canceled, cancel culture. Well, cancel her.
1: Yeah, it's BS. Yeah,
0: we I, should be able to have these conversations we should be able to have uncomfortable conversations, which is why I have a couple. I hope that I can get a couple of folks to come over here that believe the exact opposite things. Mm -hmm. And I think they can sit in here. We can all talk. And at the end of it, whether we agree to disagree, I would almost bet a hundred percent, a hundred beers, whatever that we would (laughs) be closer at the end of it when they left here. And I feel like, I'm not the best moderator, but I feel like if we had four people and two over here and two over here, at the end of it, we would realize that we're way closer than we think we are in views. Yeah. And it's just the, the shouting, the noise, all that shit that's been happening. And
1: it's because people don't talk. They don't get together know, and they don't talk.
0: Which is why I wanted to do this podcast. I know. Which is why we're sitting here but chatting. do you
1: realize too, Jace, like this summer, because I would say probably ever, I spent the most time over here with rigs and your kids mm-hmm. that I think we really yeah. ever have yep. since I've had rigs. We got rigs, to go down
0: the river. Yeah, and the boat. Which is awesome.
1: But I mean, even you said, I remember one time you text me and you're like, I love that we can have these conversations and we can, I mean, I like to think that for the most part, I mean, we were both born and raised, grew up in the same, on the same dirt, um, you know, same. A lot of the same values, I think, mm-hmm. and and beliefs. Um, but we can still talk about things and and not
0: necessarily agree all the time. No, but it's okay.
1: exactly. and and I and I still remember a text that you sent me after I left here one night this summer from sitting on your back patio, having a couple brewskis. <laughs> the kids were in and out of the pool thirty seven times. <laughs> I think we had Papa Murphy's pizza. Yep and you're like, I, I love that we can have these conversations. I love that we can go back and forth and, and we can have open dialogue. And you're absolutely right. And that's, that's what it's all about. And I think that a lot of times, especially when alcohol is involved, people can't necessarily, I mean, you just fly off the handle. And if that's not what, if somebody doesn't agree with you, then, you know, it's in, in this day and age, it's like, we can't have a conversation. Like, Mm -hmm. people are going to get so pissed off
0: if you're not whatever and come on yeah there's so much more to life than that like we don't and so many of these issues we're even talking about or so many of the issues that people are talking about Mm -hmm. nationally they don't mean a damn thing at the end of the day no listen all the politicians are corrupt and suck in my opinion okay i'll just throw it out there maybe i'm a couple beers deep i don't care it's but it like doesn't people. matter what at side you day, look at it. At the end of the day, it's just us, right? It's just yeah. us. It's just the people around you. And that's.
1: Well, and, and you know, the whole, like with the whole presidency thing. And like, I even got anxiety a couple of times. Those were the times that I had the damn news channel on while I am trying to make freaking dinner in the kitchen. That's why I don't
0: watch it. And it's like, why is
1: this even on? I am waiting for freaking Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune. (laughs) Damn it! Like, get off KDRD KDRV twelve. I know that's devastating, but I mean, especially in my family, like I have both sides of the spectrum. One side of my one part of my family, hardcore Democrats. One the other part, hardcore Republicans. And
0: But you know what? It
1: gets heated and we don't talk politics sometimes. But there are some things still that have come up that we can all agree on. So Mm -hmm. it's like, come on, people, like
0: And they can all commingle and they can all come to family functions and they've all been around each other for a very long time and be fine.
1: And they're a lot of fun when they're drunk. So let's just be real about (laughs) So yeah, I just you're absolutely right. It's it's having conversations we gotta keep talking exactly gotta keep talking and that's why i mean yeah even at school it's i i feel like even at our school it's it's rough because i feel like so many people are on edge Mm -hmm. and you don't know like hey can i walk up to this person and like have a closer conversation we're all still wearing our masks but i don't know how this person feels and you know other people that you go to and it's just like hey what's up and it's just it's different and there's a lot of there's a lot of tension i feel like not just like in my workplace but i feel like in our world yeah that's so unnecessary yeah that at the end of the day it's like
0: so much of that stuff doesn't even matter no it doesn't even matter
1: and it's, yeah, it's tough, but that's where we're at. So hopefully, I mean, I hope something positive happens soon and 2021 20, is exactly three weeks and a day away. Oh. So I would like to hope that some more good things come out of that because... We'll see. We'll, we'll see. just
0: keep trying, you know. We just got to keep trying and who knows what's going to happen. And the reality is we're all going to end up in the same place. I guess six feet
1: under or unless you (laughs) want to be scattered somewhere
0: and uh, depending on what you believe in you're like no we're not all going to the same place well you get the point here you understand what I'm saying totes so I get a pee go pee you good I'm great talk about I don't know I think we covered most of it
1: I think we did too
0: I mean we can always do another one
1: yeah we can we're at
0: 125 holy balls exactly sweaty sweaty sweaty
1: You got any good plans this weekend? What are you doing for Christmas? Well, the duck game got canceled. We'll be
0: here if you want to come by. Well, we're already over six, so you might as well come by. Well. Somebody might as well come by. I got a a bonfire that needs to be lit out here. I told your brother he needs to come by. Yeah,
1: Yeah. he does. Saturday, we're actually celebrating Graham's 81st birthday. They're coming down because we can't go out to eat. Right. So we're going to do Graham's birthday at my mom and dad's in Glendale and her... uh, She really, really wants homemade chicken fettuccine alfredo. And I actually, me and my mom are the best at making that, so.
0: Keep talking, I'll be right back. Okay. I'm
1: going outside. Oh, God. Because otherwise, it's going to get ugly. Do you know how cold it is out there? Just don't pee on your leg. Oh, my gosh. That guy. Oh. Not really. Oh, okay. well. Did you make it?
0: Oh, that's great. <laughs> uh, okay. We'll wrap it up in a minute. Did you get a new car? Yeah. Wow. Well, you're planning on having some kids. We're
1: trying. That's for damn sure.
0: <laughs> oh, I didn't bring that up. Uh. Uh, did you want to go there or no?
1: I mean, it's also something nobody talks about.
0: <laughs> and that's actually one of the things I was thinking about, too. And, well, when we were going to do this originally, that was right around that time, right?
1: Yeah, you didn't see my text I sent you. I know. You were down in Cali moving out of safe.
0: It's right there. Oh. Right behind you in the corner. Yeah. Pops the safe.
1: Yeah. It's three weeks tomorrow.
0: Yeah. Friday. You doing all right?
1: Yeah, I'm good. I know that it's... Uh, somebody bigger than me has a plan and we don't always understand.
0: Well, because you and I were texting, we'll just put it out there. We'll put out my news and we'll put out your news if you're cool with it. Uh, um, cause it. I kind of mentioned already that I'm leaving the queue and, uh, when you listen to this, I may already be gone uh, a week from tomorrow, which will be the 18th. Um, but you and I were texting some secretive information and I, let you in on one of my secrets before many people and then you right that's about the same time that you said guess what i got some news too yeah at that time it was good news
1: yeah we were expecting baby number 2 yeah and then a couple a couple weeks after that something happened and uh ended up in the er I I got home from work and I was uh I I'm a busybody. I don't always, I don't go from home from work really and just like sit down and whatever. I came home from work on a Friday and I was like, "Man, we got leaves to blow in the backyard. I got to get my front yard looking better because I got leaves to blow out there. I want to get this freaking fall decor and my pumpkins off my front porch and so I was working and then I worked outside till dark. And Riggs was out there, Riggins, our three-year-old. And then my husband gets home from work, and it's dark, and it's like eh, 5.30-ish, and I go in the house, and I'm vacuuming and cleaning, So I'm like, I just want to enjoy my weekend. I'm going to do it on a Friday night, and we'll just sit down and hang out. I'd gotten Papa Murphy's just to, because I like to not cook on Fridays. I cook all week, and then I don't cook on Fridays, and yeah, I felt something weird and went to the bathroom, and what do you know? So I ended up losing baby number two and I had Justin take me to the hospital and that was horrible. And yeah, it was hard, but I'll say that I have some very, I have some of the best support in my family that a girl could ever ask for between my mom, my—I just all my siblings. I like to think that I don't like to think. I know that we're pretty damn tight. My brother, my sister, my sister-in-law, and I, and, and my husband. and um. So, yeah, I kind of, yeah, that was rough. That was, losing Hayden was probably one of the toughest days, periods of my life. But, yeah, losing a baby is quite possibly the next hardest of your own. It sucks, so... Um, and, and I was, I mean, when I, when I first got pregnant with Riggs, like I was so paranoid about telling anybody cause I'm like, I got to make it out of the first trimester. Mm-hmm. I don't want to tell anybody. And I just like, I got pregnant and I was like, man, I'm like, I thought I was when I, when this happened, I thought I was about six weeks along, which doesn't seem very far, but I was like, uh. We'd like told our parents because in our family, you just don't keep secrets. And with me, my husband was like, um, you know that this isn't going to stay a secret for long. Like we kind of, are you going to tell anybody? And I was like, well, maybe just our immediate family. And he's like, yeah, you know, when we show up to something and you're not drinking and everybody's partying, they're going to freaking (laughs) know. I was like, yeah, you're right. And so, um. Yeah. So anyways, we told our immediate family and then I told you, cause you, it's weird. You text me at like weird times, not weird, but like, it's funny how like, I won't talk to you for a while. Not a while. Like I, I like to think like a couple weeks cause I text you mostly all the time, especially mm-hmm. listening to your morning show. <laughs> You'll say yep. something like, yep, on my way to work. And, um, yeah, it was just crazy. And I told you and then, yeah, it was, and, and that's something that it's weird because so, and even, even today at work, one of my coworkers, she's like, when are you guys going to have another baby? You guys have the cutest baby in the world and blah, blah, blah. I was like, well, actually I'm like, we tried and I lost the baby. And she's like, oh my God, I feel like the world's biggest asshole. I'm like, no, it's okay. And I was talking to, I was with a couple ladies and the other ones like, oh my gosh, I've had a miscarriage too. And I was like you know what I said so many people that have found out and even in my own family women in my own family have had their share of miscarriages and they are they are so like they're way more common than what people think
0: oh yeah big time
1: and and I didn't know that and um, yeah so it's just It's been it. I'm I'm good. I'm good. Um, The first couple days were absolutely horrible. Um, I actually took. It was right the week before Thanksgiving, and we had a short week of work. I actually took those three days off because I, you know, had doctor's appointments and needed to follow up and just take some mental health time for myself because I was like, I don't know how I'm gonna sit in front of kids and teach them. Like I'm not here. It's Mm -hmm. off and on, like emotional, and so. But I just told myself like. God is in control and he has a bigger plan. And obviously, you know, you know, me. some people might think it's shitty to say, but something was obviously wrong with this baby and God knew that it was better off his way than mm-hmm. the way that I wanted it. And so, um, but yeah, you saying I got a new car. I, the 4Runner was just, I had a 4Runner and it was just too damn small. And I know that sounds crazy for one kid. But like literally we go to the river all the time in the summer and trying to pack shit in there in the <laughs> ice chest and his stuff and our stuff and just getting everything and um it just like sucked and I was over it and then I wanted a Tahoe but then this one came out. No, you up. don't. You <laughs> do not want a Tahoe. Well
0: I mean they're good cars, yeah. but I had we had a Tahoe.
1: You can't beat the, storage, a, in the storage in that thing. Storage
0: and that's we have a Sequoia, which the storage is very similar to a suburban, mm-hmm. not quite as much. More leg room in the back seat in a Sequoia than a Suburban, believe it or not, mm-hmm. uh, but less cargo space. But I knew that when I shit myself on the way home from the coast one day, <laughs> and I was trying, we had a rack. <laughs> we talked about this on the morning show. I didn't say those you words. You literally shit yourself? Like, we, we stopped to get something to eat on the way out of Brookings, Oh, my God. <laughs> and one of the kids was sick, and I'm driving, and what happened was, and this no, is how we we'll wrap you're up a the podcast. you man. We're driving... <laughs> down 199 and I'm like my stomach is just tearing me apart and I'm like oh my gosh my stomach is just on fire right now <laughs> and I'm like I'm just gonna squeak a little squeaker out and it was like so somewhere oh along 199 God. like in the curves like between Gasky and O'Brien there's a pair of my skivs somewhere because I full-on <laughs> shit myself and I got out. Kimberly's like, why don't you just, I'm like, no. I, and she's like, what are you, why are you trying to get your bag out? And I opened the back of the Tahoe. So we had a rack on the back of it. Cause there's uh-huh. not enough cargo yeah. for kids at the time. Opened the door. All our shit fell out. <laughs> I was so pissed. I'm just yarding stuff out of the bag. I couldn't find clean underwear. And finally I like went down the hill and there was like this porta potty and I just ripped my underwear off, threw them over by this tree and like got some TP and or some baby wipes and like, it was so bad. And I'm like, and then I got him. I'm like, you're driving. And I just sat there the whole way home. Like, with your my like, cheeks clenched. I'm like, I can't believe I just pooped. <laughs> Haven't you seen, have you seen the movie, The, movie, the Bucket List? Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> the
1: one thing that I've, I, the one thing that makes me laugh still, like whenever somebody says something about like, oh, I don't really know. It's like, never trust a fart.
0: Nope. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny because I brought it up and then everyone's and then like not everyone, but people are like, oh, I've totally done that before. I'm like, oh, so everyone has that one time <laughs> where something happened where you just you just can't. It was oh it was my so God. bad. It's
1: fine if you're in diapers. But once you get to a certain uh, age and you're a grown ass adult, it's like
0: like get. there I am on the side of one ninety nine just chucking clothes out of a bag. And like there I'm just throwing skivs like get up. <laughs>
1: People probably see the whole shack and wagon. And they're like, well, that dad's lost his yeah. shit.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's a mess. <laughs> Literally lost his <laughs> shit. <laughs> oh, so bad.
1: Oh, well, that's a good one. That's a funny.
0: <sighs> so anyway, well, maybe that's a good spot to wrap it up. Yeah, I think so. Now that we're over an hour and a half. It's
1: been, oh God. Yeah. No, good it's times. been a good time in the garage.
0: Yeah, well, we've uh, we've had some fun times. We got to go see the Backstreet Boys many years Oh my later.
1: God, we didn't even talk about that.
0: That I got to take you to your first concert?
1: First concert ever. Backstreet's back. All, all right. right. It was a black and blue tour.
0: It was awesome. All that jam- was a good concert.
1: Yeah, well, we were all jam-packed in your mom's green expedition, yep. and I had to sit bitch in the middle of you <laughs> and Big Kitty all the way.
0: Uncle Kenny. To,
1: yeah, to Portland. And I, you know what I remember is um, the song on the radio that came on, um, Chicken the Chinese, the, the Chinese, Chinese chicken.
0: chicken. You have a drumstick and your brain stops ticking. This
1: guy to my right, Uncle Kenny.
0: I could bust it out. Whole
1: thing. <laughs> then we get back to the uh, station. That's when you were at Kiss. And it's funny because my in girlfriend. Roseburg. Yeah. And my girlfriend the other day, she's like, oh my gosh, I saw those pictures your cousin posted from a long time ago. That's probably when he first started it at the queue. And I'm like, no girlfriend? Those are his kiss days. <laughs> and yeah. she's like, "What?" That was way before. I'm like that was 104.3 Kiss FM. <laughs>
0: yeah. That was like 1999-2001, 2000, early 2001. I
1: stayed at your house that night, remember? Yep. Like
0: I was trying to remember the other day I'm like, "What? I don't remember after. Like did I take you home or did your no, parents come No, I
1: you? stayed I stayed. I like slept on your and like a couch or something yeah, cuz you the had studio. a roommate. it was like
0: a studio kind of
1: yeah and i just remember passing out because it was so late but get back to this afro puff
0: get out of the car (laughs) that's an inside joke but
1: yeah (sighs) no it was either front seat with you and uncle kenny or in the back seat with the goons and it was like i'll (laughs) sit by my cousin who i know and i feel comfortable with yeah Uh, that was a great concert how Uh, old were you I was young. I bet we have. I think we still have pictures because you gave, you surprised. You were up at my house and I got to open a Christmas Christmas present early and it was a card and inside were the two tickets and I was just like, what the hell? And you're like, yep, we're going. We're going to the Backstreet Boys. And I was like, I get to go with Jason because remember when we were little, I used to always call you my stud muffin. Like you were... My freaking favorite person of life. (laughs) And so when you were taking Uh, me, I was like, oh, my God, it's really happening. Like, this is freaking awesome. (laughs) Like, he works in radio. He's taking me my first concert. Uh, So I don't know how I lucked out, but it was awesome.
0: What? Getting me as your cousin or the tickets?
1: Well, (laughs) I'll never forget when my Rose Bowl Uh, sweatshirt got, I, I had it around my waist out in the hayfield and I lost it. It was from the 95 Rose Bowl when the ducks played and i know we're totally random now but go with it i i was out feeding cows with my dad one day or something running around out there in the hay field and the hay i must have dropped it when the hay was starting to get taller and then grandpa mowed and i i remember i lost that sweatshirt and i never knew where it was well one day you and pat Freaking come running into the garage and you're like, oh yeah, by the way, we found something, and you threw my sweatshirt back to me, and it was just in pieces, and I was like, son of a bitch, it was my favorite gray sweatshirt, <laughs> and I was like, oh, but we God. found it for you, yeah, and it went in the trash, mm. but yeah, good times, yeah, and I still remember your blue Mustang, yeah, that you drove it was your first pussy getter, <laughs> and. <laughs> sorry that's what my that's what my husband calls his uh 2000 2001 2003 uh no no the the buick oh the buick century that he drives to and from work that was his oh your husband i thought you said your brother no my husband Oh, that's, that's what funny. he calls. I learned, I learned pussy getter from my husband because <laughs> any car that he thinks is super tits, he's always like, check out that pussy getter. And I'm it like, you're you an, an idiot. It took you
0: 41 minutes and 48 seconds to say tits, which shocks me. I thought uh, you were, were going to break it out earlier. But. Sorry.
1: Well, I was a little nervous and then you were dropping F-bombs, so I was like, oh, here oh, we yeah, go. Oh yeah, we
0: have the E marks. We can say whatever. Yes,
1: I love that. I love being. Yeah,
0: it's a podcast. Explicit. People may judge us, but I don't care. Anybody I'm that 40, knows me, I'm
1: sure that a lot of people, especially my friends, if they listen to this, will be like, yeah, what the hell? No tits. Jesus, <laughs> tits. That took forever.
0: There's something you were talking about earlier. I'm like, she's going to say it right now. Oh, it's I coming. Didn't. And then you didn't. And I was like, I'm not going to say it for you. <laughs> I don't want to say it for you.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. I learned tits from my husband too. I've learned a lot of things from that guy. Oh, man. <laughs> oh
0: well, well, this has been fun
1: yeah we'll have to do it again we'll yeah. have to get some more more good stuff I'm sure after this I'll text you or you'll text me and be like shit why we didn't forgot we talk to about that talk- I know I know it's fine
0: let me just think for just a second it's fine it is a school night but we have one more day left so it's fine it's Thursday I know it's Friday my wife's like you always go later than you were planning on I'm like yeah I know except when it comes to something else and she's like never mind yeah. I won't get it uh-huh. uh
1: huh that's why you got the E ah <sighs> Oh god. I think
0: that's that's pretty good. We covered a lot. I know. So,
1: I know when I get home deputy dogs in bed already. The <laughs> Oh god, yeah, that guy snores louder. You know how many times I wanted to take the freaking cast iron to his head?
0: <laughs> you know what happened last night? So, I grabbed a cold one, went and got wood, came back, had one more, but they're double IPAs and they're <laughs> tall ones, full sale at Costco. Delicious, so that's by like the way. that's
1: like eight beers.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's Six. Whatever. Who's but counting? I fell asleep on the couch. Presto wanted to cover me up with a Spider-Man towel. So I'm like, yeah, buddy, just throw it on me. Next thing I you know, it's an hour later, I wake up. There's a 44-second video, which I thought it was a four-second video, in a group text with our friends of me snoring. And I'm like, rude. I text back my wife. She got an iPhone for the first time ever. So she takes the video and then shares it with our friends. Then I look. I'm like, oh, this is 44 seconds of me. On the couch, uh. just sawing logs. But I woke up and I'm like, "Well, let me get some work done. Let me get the laptop." And then it was like 11. I'm just, I'm like, I can't sleep because I took an hour nap. But oh my god, I was mouth open. Just
1: did you have a sore throat? I hate dry mouth.
0: No, I just, I'll show you the video when we get done. Oh, it's horrible. It epic. Just oh god. All right, let's wrap it up. Any you words of wisdom before we go? You had some good stuff earlier, so I feel like. No, some, I some sound advice earlier, and I was like, "That's good. That would be a good spot to end it." But we we had way more to talk about. Yeah,
1: so. no, I think, uh, I think if if anything, uh, I mean, we've talked about it. Have conversations. Talk. Um, the biggest thing, you know, especially when I get with my with my family, is talking about, you know, because my brother's on the school board in Glendale, and he knows a lot and sees a lot of what's going on there, and so we'll talk about stuff and in our districts. And I think the biggest thing is just, just be there for kids, whether it's your kid or not. And, um, I mean, just keep doing what fills your heart at this point. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, you can't, and, and one thing that my mom has always, always, always preached to us is you can't live in fear, no matter what it is, don't live in fear. Um, and so, yeah, I think just keep, Supporting people. Everybody's fighting a battle we don't know right now. Um, spend time with the ones that mean the most to you. And and uh, let's hope for a better 2021. Jesus. Tits. Go Ducks. Go Ducks.
0: <laughs> All right, there it is. Episode 46. We are uh, an hour and 46-ish minutes right now. And uh, that was a lot of fun. So there you go. Spotify, TuneIn, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Apple, Google, everywhere. Pretty much where you can find it. People may have forgotten all about it by now. It's been so long. But it'll be like the first time all over again.
1: We'll blast it
0: all over social. We'll, we'll, we'll blow up the socials. And we forgot to use the... Yeah. The, uh, ring light influencer ring light here but we'll we'll get it we'll pop on some pics even though oh, we're, yeah we're, we're totally in lounge mode which is perfect for the garage and uh, we'll be back again rate review the podcast if you don't mind it's greatly appreciated uh, especially if it's your first time or last time hopefully not but <laughs> here we are we'll do it again soon in the garage and have a good night much love to all and uh, we'll talk to you again soon